Ever feel like you need to convince people to buy from you? Like if you say the exact perfect thing in the exact perfect way and have an offer at the exact perfect price point, only then will someone actually want to work with you? I see you. That's why today I'm busting through that myth. You know I don't believe in perfection around here. And we're talking about how to turn those thoughts of convincing to confidence in yourself, your business, and what you have to offer. I'm diving into some of the most common things I hear about why selling feels icky or gross and filling you in on how to shift both those thoughts and the energy behind them so you can sell in a way that actually feels good and converts. If you're someone who has ever felt like you're trying to convince people to part with their money or that people are doing you a favor by purchasing, then today's episode is exactly what you need to hear to close more sincere sales. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. Hello, my simple shifters. I hope your week is off to an incredible start. So I'm recording this, and today is kind of a weird day because our internet went out. We're having one of those like weird April windy days where there's been like a little bit of snow, but like nothing crazy here that should really make our internet go out. But I was thinking about the things that I could do that did not require internet, and recording this podcast episode was one of them. So we're going to chat. And today I want to dive into something that comes up all the time when I first start working with clients, and I think it's going to be a really powerful shift for you. So today we're going to ditch the story that you are convincing people to buy from you. And I think that this is one of those things that can feel really, really icky when you first start really leaning into selling in your business. And the reason I say that is because so many people come to me and they say, I just hate feeling like I am convincing people to buy. I hate feeling like I need to convince them to work with me. I just like hate convincing people. I hear it all the time. And this comes up all the time on my free 30-minute Sincere Sales coaching calls as well. So if you have not joined me for one of those yet, and this is a story that is coming up for you around selling or any other story around selling for that matter, definitely grab one of those free calls at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales sales because would so love to dive into this deeper with you personally and understand more about you, your business, and how we can really shift your mindset so that you can sell in a way that feels good and see bigger results because of it. But today, we're just going to dive into this one piece of convincing, and we're going to talk about how you can really shift your mindset around this. So The reason I think this feels icky is because I think so many people think that 
their potential clients are doing them a favor by purchasing from them, right? So it's almost the story of like, oh, well, like they're just trying to be nice, right? They're just trying to be nice by buying from me. And what I want to point out here is one, they are an empowered, healthy adult who is capable of making their own decisions. And that is really important to remember. But two, the majority of people really don't buy things just to be nice. (laughs) Like I say that with so much love, but like, even if you think about like, I don't know, Girl Scout cookies, right? you're probably not buying Girl Scout cookies just to be nice. You're probably buying them because you actually really like Thin Mints too, you know? Or you have someone in your life who really loves Girl Scout cookies, right? You're probably not just only in it to be kind. And if you are in it only to be kind, I think there's something else, right? Like you see yourself as giving back to a certain cause. So there's like almost always more there rather than just purchasing something to be nice. And I find this to be especially true for online business owners, online service providers, entrepreneurs as a whole, because we really are selling to people who benefit from our services. And that is something that is super important to remember is you're not just selling for the sake of selling, you're selling because you really have the desire to help people. You have the solution to helping people, which is probably why you got into this business in the first place was because it was probably something you struggled with or probably something that you really saw people needing more support around or more help around or something you're just really freaking good at and it comes easily to you, right? So all of those really have that perspective of wanting to help, wanting to really serve people. And I think that when you come to the table with that perspective behind it, it's just so evident, right? That's going to be so evident in the energy that you bring to the sales process. Like people can feel if you're just treating them like a number, if you're just thinking about, I need to close this sale and that's it versus I genuinely feel that I can help this person. And this genuinely feels like a really good and even exchange. So that's something that I want you to remember as we're having this conversation today is like, no one's doing you a favor by buying from you. And if that's the story, I really invite you to shift that in this moment because they're likely buying from you because they really see the value in what you have to offer. They really think that you have the solution to the problem that they have and they want to pay you for it because that's how business works, right? So that's the first piece of this that I really wanted to dive into because I think this is such an important thing for so many of you who feel like they are doing you a favor by buying, right? Or like feel weird about that exchange of money for something that comes so easily to you, right? So this is such an important part of really ditching that convincing feeling and really feeling more confident in your sales process. The other thing I want to talk about here is that you're selling to people who want what you have to offer. 
And if you're not, this is a really good time to look at that and identify that in your marketing and in your sales process, right? So I remember way back when I first started my coaching business, I was writing up like a week's worth of content. And this was like a super new thing for me, right? Just really starting to get into that habit in my business. And I wrote up like this whole multi-page document of content about like why you would work with a coach, right? And I look back on it and I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness I had support and someone to call me out on this because I'm really not looking, well, I wasn't and I'm not now either, but I'm really not looking to speak to people who need convincing that coaching is for them, right? I'm really looking to catch people at the point at which they already know what a coach is. They already know the value of having a coach. They've already worked with previous coaches in the past, whether that was in a course or in a program or some other capacity. Coaching is not a new thing to them. So there isn't a whole lot of value in me droning on and on and on on Instagram about the value of coaching because the people I'm really looking to help already believe in the power of coaching. They already believe in the difference that that can make in their business. So I am actually catching people at a point in the customer journey where they already see the value in it. So the question for them isn't necessarily, is there value in business coaching or is there value in mindset and sales support, right? The question for them is more, is this the right coach for me? Is this going to be the coaching container that helps me to get the results I desire? That is a very different thing to speak to in your marketing and your sales than speaking to coaching in general or coaching overall, right? And by way of knowing that and identifying that, I'm able to write content that just so much better serves my people and helps them to understand how me as a coach, right, can ultimately help them and serve them in growing their business and getting consistent clients, hitting those big income months, all the things that they actually want. But if I was to keep going on about why coaching's amazing and the value of having a coach and the value of investing, I would be completely missing the mark because my people already know those things. My people don't need reminding on those particular pieces. They're already sold on that. They already have those foundational beliefs that they're bringing to the table. So there isn't a whole lot of added value to me adding to the noise there. Like they'd probably agree with those things. They'd probably be like, yeah, that's true. Coaching does benefit you in that way. But We really want the marketing and the sales to speak to the results that they desire, to speak to the particular pain points they're struggling with, to be like, hey, I get it. I understand. I know where you're at. This is where my people typically are at, is they're struggling to sell. They're struggling to actually make money. They're struggling to understand how they can have a consistent and repeatable process for getting clients, right? When I speak to that, I'm meeting them where they're at and they're like, oh, okay, she really does get it. This is probably the coach for me, right? And of course, I'm I'm simplifying it for the sake of this conversation, but I really want you to see how if I was to only speak to that value of coaching piece that I had started off with, it would be really difficult for my my people to connect with me because I would be selling them on coaching and like the industry overall. And trying to convince them on that. So I actually would feel like I was convincing, right? 
rather than really feeling confident in my own value and my own worth as a mindset and sales coach and speaking to that from the perspective of this is why I would be the perfect match for you. This is why I am the best person out there to help you with these things because I can very clearly identify those things and I can tell you how I've helped clients through them. That is like one of those things that I see pop up all the time when I am scrolling Instagram. This is so funny because this is one of those things where once you see it, you can't really like unsee it. <laughs> like as soon as I tell you guys this, you're going to be like, oh, when it comes to your own content, but also when you start to see it other places as well. Because the other times that I see it is like when I um, see coaches who like help people leave corporate essentially, right? So a lot of times what I see happen is there's a lot of content around like why leaving corporate is great and like (laughs) how to get support to leave corporate kind of thing, right? And I think there's, again, I think there's a certain amount of value in that. Like I think people generally would agree with those things that those people are saying. But remember, we're not trying to convince that person to leave corporate. Like they probably already know they hate going to their nine to five or their nine to seven or whatever it is, right? Like they probably already know that they want out of this. They probably already know that it's not feeling fulfilling for them. Like they know these things. And yet we don't need extra content that speaks to that. Like I'm pretty sure they get it. So we're actually looking to pick up later in the customer journey. We're actually looking to speak to the people who already know those things and speak to why that coach would be the best person to support them in leaving their corporate job, right? That's the piece we need to speak to because they're already convinced that it's not corporate. Like they don't need extra convincing there. What we need to do is pick up with the things they do need convincing on, you know? And I don't even really like the word convincing. Like I really do think that we're just giving information and it's really our job to inform, right? It's our job to inform them and give them enough information so that they can make the best decision for them. But when it comes to that example, like that that coach probably needs to inform more on how they've done this themselves or how they help other clients leave corporate, what those results look like, how long did it take, what did their process look like, what are some of the pain points that they're going through right now that you can totally gain value from their content now and get them those like quick wins now to really build that trust and feel like this is the person for them, right? So it's really about... (laughs) Picking up with them at the point at which they're already kind of sold on the thing that you have to offer, right? They're sold on the industry as a whole. They're sold on, you know, coaching as a whole. They're sold on the idea of leaving corporate and finding something else, right? That's not the piece that they actually need convincing around. The piece they need convincing around is why are you the perfect person to help them with whatever that industry is? So there are like, millions of graphic designers out there, right? Why are you the graphic designer that should support people in XYZ industry, right? Speak to that and you're picking up with people who already have a readiness factor that is so much further along than you trying to convince someone that branding is more than a logo. I feel like I see this all the time. Like, (laughs) yes, branding is more than a logo. We all know this. Well, I know this. I'm 
used to be a brand designer. So I'm very familiar, but like the people who are shelling out 10 K for a brand and web design already know that a brand is more than a logo. So where are you picking them up? Like what point are they at in their business and what do they need to hear? Like, how are they going to know that you really get them, that you as a brand and web designer are the perfect person for them? Because it's not going to be in convincing them that brand design on a whole is a valuable service. Like we have to understand they have to come to the table with some sort of basic knowledge of that, or they're probably not your people, right? So it's a really big jump to go from someone who doesn't believe in only having a logo to someone who's going to want to really invest like tens of thousands of dollars on a website. Like those people probably are not in the same place on their customer journey. And look, I'm not saying it's bad to work with people who are early on. And maybe you do have to have more of these conversations if they're less familiar with your industry as a whole. Like maybe that is part of the process. But generally speaking, and again, this doesn't apply to every single business out there, but generally speaking, the people that I really work with and support, they don't have to educate on the industry as a whole. They're already speaking to customers who see the value in the industry. So we need to speak more to why is it you? Why are you the person to work with? Why are you different? What makes you the person that is perfect for your potential client? And then are we telling them that? Quite literally, like, are we giving them that information? And again, not from the standpoint of trying to convince them, but from the standpoint of giving them the information they need to make an educated decision. Like, this is such an important part of the sales process because we just need to share more of these things, I guess is what I'm saying here. Because while you may not be here to convince anyone to buy from you, it is very useful to know the results that you've created for clients. It is very useful to know your personal results and working through a similar circumstance or a similar pain point or challenge, right? That is just really good, useful information in making the best decision for them. So I use this example with a client on a call recently, and I know nothing about self-driving cars, so this one really came out of nowhere, but we're going to roll with it because it's what came to mind first. But like, if I was buying a car that had a self-driving feature, that would probably be really useful to know in the sales process, right? <laughs> that would probably be something that whoever was selling me said car should mention, like when we were on a test drive, when I was interested in just browsing the options, right? Like that would be a very important thing to know. But what I find to be true in so many entrepreneurs, especially early on when they're just trying to get the hang of their sales process, and honestly, this can pop up later too. But what I find is that there's so much hesitation around like really selling it, right? So it's like you want to sell, but not too much. You don't want to sell it too much because that would be pushy. And like, you don't want them to feel like you're trying to like push them into the decision or trying to convince them to buy from you. So like the tendency there is to back way off, right? So that would be like buying buying a car and then just finding out like, you know, four months into driving it that it had a self-driving feature, right? 
that would be really weird. <laughs> like one, because you'd be like, it would have been nice if someone had told me that Two, because there's probably a ton of value in that. And three, because you've been driving around for like, you know, four months, not knowing you had this really amazing feature, right? So <laughs> it would be very odd for the salesperson not to mention that thing. So the same is true if you aren't talking about your client results or you aren't talking about your personal results or you aren't speaking to the very things that are going to help your potential clients make a educated decision about working with you. If you're kind of dodging the fact that you have gotten certain client results, that's almost equally deceptive in my mind, right? So it's almost equally deceptive to have amazing results that you don't talk about because then you're like, okay, that's really weird that like she doesn't talk about that. There must be something shady going on there. It like, it creates this disconnect and this lack of trust between you and your potential clients. So by way of you not talking about those things, you're also not providing your potential clients with the information they need to make the best decision for them. So It's this weird way in which like by hiding those things, you're also not fully supporting your clients or potential clients in the best way that you can. So what I think is really helpful here is to think about information that is relevant for them in making an informed buying decision rather, right? So for instance, I've taken my coaching clients from zero to five figure months, right? So zero to consistent clients, really amazing results. I talk about that all the time, right? It might, you cannot like possibly read an Instagram post that I write without me mentioning one of these things, right? So either how so many of my clients have their first 10K month when they work with me or so many of my clients really feel like they can finally get consistent clients in their business or how so many of my clients hit those five figure months for the first time. Like you almost can't read any single piece of content I write without stumbling over one of those. And that is done by design. That is done because I would be doing you a massive disservice by not talking about those things. And honestly, you'd probably think that was really weird too. Like if I had all of these amazing results and I just never told you about them, you would think something really shady was going on, right? Because those are the things that people need to know to make an informed buying decision. Now, what I'm not saying is this, you know, this particular client went from zero to their first 18K month. So that means that that can absolutely happen for whoever it is that I'm talking to at the time, right? I'm not doing that at all. And I think that's exactly where things get shady. That's exactly where things start to feel icky is because no one can promise those kind of results, right? No coach can promise results. But what I am saying is that I have supported clients in having their first 18K month, having their first 20K month. So by way of knowing that, I am expanding what is possible for my potential clients. So their mindset in that can really truly shift and go, okay, if so-and-so worked with this coach and that was possible for them, there's no reason this shouldn't be possible for me too, right? 
And of course, I know there's a ton of other mindset stuff that can come up there because we always think other people can get results, but it may not be possible for us. And that's a whole different podcast episode. But what I am saying is that I would be doing my potential clients a massive disservice by not telling them that because that is incredibly relevant information in their buying process. So for instance, if that was not where they were at in their business journey, right? Let's say that they had already blown past those results and were actually looking for a coach who did XYZ thing and were actually looking for something completely different. I probably wouldn't be the coach for them, right? So that's not to say you always need to have a coach that's like an exact match in their own business for where you're at in yours. But I do think that there is some sense of filtering through this process of really talking about what's true and owning those results, right? Because the right people are going to be attracted to that. Like it's polarizing in its own way. And that really works to your advantage more so than it works to your disadvantage. Sometimes I think that people are like, oh my gosh, but if I share this result, like I think about it on the website front, like I think a lot of website designers are like, oh my gosh, but if I share how they got, you know, whatever percentage more newsletter opt-ins or whatever, then clients are going to be mad if they didn't get that result too, you know? And that's, again, I go back to the promises thing, like no one can promise a result, but it is really valuable to know that that is possible, right? It's kind of that see to believe piece. Like it's so much easier for people to grab onto that when they can see that it's already happened. And you just get to use that to fuel the sales process. You just get to use that information, not to convince people, but to help them make that educated and informed buying decision. I find that the same thing is true because I have a lot of clients who are within the design space, right? So since that was my background, I just have a lot of people who are attracted to my content because of that totally makes sense totally makes sense that they would want someone who knows that world and can support them in that way so whenever I have sales calls with designers I always bring that up so I always talk about hey I don't know if you know this but I actually have a background in branding and web design I ran a successful design studio for three plus years before I pivoted to coaching I've totally been in your shoes like I really get into it. I talk about how I was selling, you know, 10K web design projects. Like I talk about those things because that is really useful information for them in the buying process. So if they're weighing, hey, do I work with Amanda or do I work with this other coach or there's this coach over here who's talking about, you know, this other thing, like if they're weighing their options and trying to make the best decision for them, they know that I have a similar background, that I understand their world, that many of my clients have been designers in the past, that I really understand how that kind of business works. I understand the things that factor into it. Like I can see it from a perspective of having been there, right? And quite honestly, some people might not like that, right? Like some people might want a coach who has zero idea of the design world because that allows them to kind of, you know, see what they can and fill in the holes and the gaps of knowledge, right? So if that's what you're looking for, you probably wouldn't go with me, right? Like it's it's valuable in either way. It's valuable to share that whether they go with me or whether they don't. Because some people will love that I have that background and love that I have that knowledge to bring to the table and love that I've supported so many other designers in my business, in my coaching business. 
but some people won't, right? And both of those are okay. So my job isn't to convince someone that, you know, working with me is better because I have a design background. Other people won't get it and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not my job. I got to separate that out, right? Like, I can't, one, I don't really think that way, but like, (laughs) you know, I would really have to pull that apart because that's just not my role. My role is to tell them what's true. My role is to tell them what's true for my clients. My role is to tell them what's true for myself and my own results, right? That is my role. (laughs) Where this gets tricky and starts to feel icky and starts to feel convincing is like, if I say a certain thing, then they're going to understand that they should buy from me and they should pay me, right? Like, no. Like, our role is just to show up and to really share the information that we think is going to help someone make a educated buying decision. And like, that's it. That's kind of it. Like, our role kind of ends there in that... You're not trying to convince people to buy from you. You're trying to tell, like, share the information that's useful to them for sure. But like convincing doesn't factor into that. I think that money mindset can really come into this convincing game too. Because oftentimes I hear like, I just feel like I'm trying to convince people to part with their money. And I just don't feel good about that. And, you know, it's just like, it's gross that I'm like charging for it. Like, So much of that money mindset stuff can bubble up here when we have this convincing conversation. And what I like to say is like people willingly spend money all the time. (laughs) Like this is not specific to you and your business and this one offer you have that you feel like you're trying to convince people to buy. People part with their money all the time. People willingly spend money on things they do and do not need all the time, right? So where I think this gets really weird is when you start taking on the personal responsibility of what your potential clients should be doing with their money, while at the same time having a fraction of, like close to zero idea of the information that would actually factor into that decision. So you probably don't know, unless you're a coach like me and people share really openly on these calls, like, And even then, I'm only getting the tiniest slice of it, right? So I want to be really clear about that. But like, you probably don't know what's going on in their financial situation. You probably don't know exactly how much money they have in the bank, what how much they need for living expenses, how much money they feel safe with, you know, how much of a cushion, how much is in savings, how much is in retirement. Like, you're never going to know those things because you're just not privy to that information. And that makes total sense. You shouldn't be, right? Like that's really not your realm. That's really not your arena. So that's where this conversation starts to get really weird is because when you're trying to like convince them to part with their money, you're almost giving yourself more power and more of a role than I think that we can even really take responsibility for it. Like you are in zero way responsible for what they do with their money and how they spend it. Like take a second and really play that out because this is a super important point. But 
It would be super fucking weird if you walked into Target, went to buy something because you thought like that top was really cute. And then the person at the register wanted to see your bank statements first just to make sure you had enough money to cover it. Like that would just be weird. Like I just it's just not your role. Right. So part of it is we just need to separate that out and say, you know what? This is a healthy, empowered adult who can make their own buying decisions And I can inform and give them as much information as possible to make the best decision for them. But ultimately, that is not your role. Like your role is to inform. Your role is not to convince or take responsibility for how they spend their money or whether they should part with their money or whether they can actually pay you. Like, It just gets really complicated if you start thinking about it in that way. So when you can separate that out and be like, you know what? My number one job is to make sure they have the information they need to make an informed buying decision. And what they do with their money is really up to them. It puts you back into this role of feeling like you can do your job so they can do theirs, right? And that is so, so helpful when it comes to the sales process because then you're not trying to decide for people. You're not trying to decide like, oh, I don't know, like, should they actually spend money on this? Like, I don't know how much they have in savings. They say they only have so, you know, like, eh, weird, right? But when you're coming to the table and you're like, my job is to like help them figure out what offer is the best for them or which program would be the best for them or, you know, which website platform would be the best for them or however that looks for your particular business, then it's like so much more empowering. It feels so different because you're just trying to help them decide. You're just trying to help them make the best decision with the information that they need to do that, right? Rather than feeling like you have to say a certain thing in order for them to buy. Like that's never the game we want to play (laughs) because it's just such a losing battle, right? Like you don't, you really don't want to take on that responsibility. Like you want to be in the role of giving them that information, be in the role of selling why you think it would be amazing, selling what results you've created for either yourself or your clients. Like sell and give that information. Don't hold back on those pieces. And then know that that's the point at which you get to release. That's the point at which you get to detach because they get to make the decision that best serves them. So confidence in your sales process, selling in a sincere way. Like this is really the foundation of sincere sales is like you giving them the information they need to make an informed buying decision. This is where this happens, right? Like confidence is built on that evidence, built on that truth that you're sharing, built on that client results, personal results. Like the concrete things that you can let them know. And it's not in trying to convince them or trying to say a certain thing. It's really in you helping them to make the decision that's best for them and their business. And that just feels a whole lot better too. It feels like it takes so much of the pressure off. It feels like you can really stand and feel confident in your role of selling in a sincere way. And you can trust the person that you're selling to to make the best decision for them. So 
there is an element of trust here. There is an element of not wanting to control all the pieces, right? But really just knowing what is yours and what is theirs and being able to separate those out so that you can feel confident that you did the absolute best you could in informing them and really just feel like you are leaning into sincere sales and knowing that you will convert more by way of that, by way of knowing that you did the absolute best job you could in that process, in informing them, and that ultimately people are going to make their own decisions anyway. People are going to buy, people are going to not buy, and neither of those has anything to do with you or whether you said the right thing or whether whatever. Like, I think there are so many stories that our brain can kick up there about why people didn't buy, but ultimately like you did your job. If you really help to educate them on your offers, help them make an informed decision, help them figure out if this is the best thing for them. And then you just get to stand in that. You get to feel confident in that and not feel like you have to convince people to buy from you. Because again, that's that part's on them. They get to decide if they want to buy or not. So I hope this was super helpful for you. I hope it helped you to shift the feels that you're just trying to convince people to buy from you and convince people to part with your money your money, their money, because I really do think this is such a valuable mindset shift and it is going to totally change the game when it comes to how you show up in your marketing content, how you show up in your sales process so that you can land consistent clients and make more money in your business. So Again, if you feel like this was super helpful, this is only the tip of the iceberg of the mindset blocks that we can clear on a free 30-minute sincere sales coaching call. So I highly, highly recommend you take me up on that offer. I only do a few of those each week, but I freaking love them. Seriously, I'm obsessed with these calls. And I think it's because I just love helping you have those breakthrough moments. I just love helping you see what like the thing underneath the surface is so that you can clear out those mindset blocks. Once you know them, it's so much easier to clear them, right? But you can clear out those mindset blocks around sales so that you can convert with more ease, close more sales, make more money in your business and do the thing. All right, guys, I hope you had an amazing week and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. And here's what I mean by that. Words. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm going to take a sip of water. Then we can go back to the words.